Now I can't get it to record. All right, it is Lawyer Talk Roundtable time. Roundtable time. Ding, 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 ding. I don't know why I said it twice. Anyway, it's it's uh, May 18, 2022 here at the Roundtable. Uh, just finished up with the Blitz, so you'll catch that audio too. Uh, we have Jared at the table back Ooh. back from uh, Wentz or wherever he came. Yep, good damn here. He's, he's here. Uh, Brett, Circle 270 Media, and Norm anchoring the corner. There's no corner on the table, but I'll, you're t- I'll tell you why you said it twice because that's how you announce an emergency. Emergency. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now that's why you said it twice. Because well, they do that at Walmart too for sales. So yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're giving a warning to people. Be be warned. Uh, this is this is fair warning. The yeah. shit is about to hit the rotating air handler. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, there there is uh, there's lots of emergencies going on. Where do you want to start? Do we start with the shooting? Do we start with the movie? We're going to start first of all, and and I don't know if if you guys want to in on this. My my initial statement every show is I love everybody. I despise some people, but just like Jesus loved Pontius Pilate and Herod, I love Joe Biden. I love I love Chuck Schumer, and I love Nancy Pelosi. I despise all three. Well, I hope they don't convict you and execute you. That's okay if they do. All right. <laughs> Well, Norm loves everybody, but then he proceeds to spend an hour hating everybody. So no, I don't. Hate, I, I don't. It, it, no, and this, I know. No, you're right. I, I, no. I know. I know what you're saying. I know the difference. But I it's, have it's, the intellectual capability, right, to bifurcate. Let, let them breathe. Mind. Be in the no. same room. There you go. So, so Brett, you missed it over the weekend. We all came in and watched uh, Dinesh D'Souza's movie. Oh, did movie. you end up doing okay? okay. We, we watched okay. Uh, Two Thousand Mules. Dinesh. Okay. Dinesh, Dinesh D'Souza's movie about the election. Okay. And, uh, you know, we sat down here after we figured out how to stream it up there on the on the big screen. We uh, we sat and watched it. And uh, so I guess we'll start with Norm. Well, uh, actually, th- all of the data, everything in that movie um, that Dinesh uh, produced and stars in, it, it all came from an organization called True the Vote. Yep. Okay. I don't know much about True the Vote, except that they were an organization which Obama, you know, famously uh, during the Lois Lerner reign at the IRS was suppressed. Uh, their 501c status. Yeah, they were, they were part of 501c3 gate or whatever. That that's was. right. Yeah, they were yeah. denied their status by the IRS in order for them not to be operational during the Obama presidency. And she gave testimony. That's when I, like Dinesh, he says in the movie, that's when I first became aware of uh, the organization. So apparently they uh, have been hard at work and they, they're now a 501. I'm going to donate to these people because I think their work's incredible. So what they have done, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, doesn't matter. And in fact, one of their early cases was about a Republican who uh, was accused of doing some of the very same things that were found during the recent Biden election. So they're, they are nonpartisan, but they're finding out, just like a lot of these cases, that the majority of the misbehavior is on the liberal side. Uh, but they track the vote. They, they, um, they let the chips fall where they may. And what they found setting very high criteria. 
uh, for what the definition of a mule is. It, it had to be somebody. Uh, so they wanted to make sure it was very intentional and not accidental when they were casting their data net and, and trying to um, amalgamate this data. Uh, uh, a, uh, uh, a mule had to have had at least... Well, hold, hold on. We Go need, ahead. We've got, to give, we've got to give some more. I think you're, jumping, you're putting that cart before the mule. Go ahead. I like that. Um, and well said, cart before the mule. So first of all, what you were talking about with the Obamagate thing, which is which is a, a fascinating story that hardly ever gets any airplay. Right. The Department of Justice, or the, the IRS under the Obama years, was preventing or delaying licenses, that's not the right word, but certifications rather, of 501c3 organizations to cons- they were den- they were they were delaying and or denying certification to 501c3s that were conservative organizations right that's called and a nonprofit a nonprofit <clears throat> so what in nonprofits would be like the vote what's a uh, true the vote, <coughs> true um, the, vote. Um, the american rock, red rock cross the vote, probably rock the vote is a nonprofit probably. uh you know pick a good one salvation army would be a nonprofit yeah, red cross blah, red blah, blah, cross blah. yeah they're nonprofits now nonprofits yeah do, people profit all the time right. <laughs> <laughs> right. exactly. well, of course they do black, black lives matter famous case sure. absolutely yeah, so nonprofit doesn't mean they don't collect and make money they do and the people who work for the nonprofits <laughs> often get substantial salaries so when you see like these uh celebrities talking about the animals dying in in africa or something they uh sure they're getting paid for that sponsorship i mean there's good ones and bad ones there there are charity organizational tracking services yes that can tell you which ones spend a huge amount on their overhead and which ones actually deliver the dollars to the needy people yep. at the end of the chain. And some of them, like that that famous hurricane relief effort down in the Dominican Republic, there were good ones and there were bad ones. Like yeah. Bill Clinton was a bad one. No, the Clinton Foundation, you know, they don't they don't collect any money and pocket it or do anything like that for themselves. They just became millionaires because yeah. of they don't hire I mean, Chelsea why, and why pay they, her, they don't hire Chelsea and pay her a million bucks for doing nothing. No, no, of course not. Anyway, uh, so that you're, that's what you're talking about. Now, the other thing we should talk about is the movie was um, when you're talking about mules. What it did is it, it showcased or investigated people who were going out and harvesting votes. That is, people who would go knock on doors, presumably collect ballots, right, and uh, and then file them away or deposit the ballots or, or what do they call it? Deliver the ballots to the, the voting. And the poisonous tree, the, the the infraction that made those votes then invalid was they were being paid to harvest. That's correct. That was the key legal factor in why those votes would be no not invalid. Mm, sure. So the premise of it is some states permit voter harvesting. So believe it or not, there's states that's that permit un, unpaid. Unpaid. It's all un, unpaid. Unpaid is and, legal. Paid is illegal well, in all fifty states. Yes, but unpaid mm. is still not lawful in certain not states. Not in every but, state, yeah, right? I think it was right, like thirty right. states allowed. But yeah, anyway. Right. The claim was there are 501c3 organizations that they did not identify hiring individuals who, under the stealth of night, sometimes actually in broad daylight, would go around and collect ballots. Now, how they were collecting ballots is not necessarily clear from the movie. They would, uh, you know, they're surmising that they would just go knock on doors at apartment complexes for folks who wouldn't vote. They would go to maybe retirement homes where people wouldn't vote. They're actually showing some old folks with their, their kin and the, the kin are saying, look, this is mom, and mom is sitting there drooling like a vegetable and is about to die, and mom voted this year, and we had no idea how. 
uh, and you know they would uh, they would so they'd go and get their votes. And, and the idea is that the more we have mass mail in ballots, so if everybody who who even requested or not gets a mail in ballot, then it creates more opportunity for improper vote harvesting. So they're, th- that's what the movie was looking at, 501c3 organizations who would pay Jared and others to go out and uh, round up votes, cast them for the people, and then deliver them to the ballot box. And this was a critical and very strange election because of COVID, that many of these states, like Pennsylvania, that had very specific language in their constitution, in their state constitution, about how an election day is to occur, that you must be whatever the standard might be. Let's say it it has to be in person, or if it's an absentee ballot, it must be due to a military or medical reason, et cetera, et cetera. They would have very specific uh, uh, time periods that you could only vote on the day of or in the 30 days preceding or some, some other kind of specified time period. That all unconstitutionally at a state level went out the window in many states due to these COVID uh, perceived emergencies. And in some states, they would mail a ballot to every person who had been registered at that address for the past, you know, 10, 15 years. And in some college communities, the movie showed uh, people being interviewed saying, Uh, that at their apartment, because it had been rented to college students for the previous 20 years, that four or five or six ballots would show up at 15, you know, Adams Place uh, in Norwood, Ohio, for a UC student or, or whoever at whatever university, because there had been four or five or six students who had rented that apartment uh, over the last 10 or, or 15 years. And so here you are at that address, you get six ballots. So you fill them all out for Joe Biden and mail them in. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's I insane. guess here's the thing, though. The movie identify. Here's what they did. They bought that is purchased cell phone location data. What the investigators. That has my interest. Yeah. yeah, the true the vote people. Yeah. The true the vote pe- people actually purchased this. And, and anybody who's in business. Who would you buy it from? The the comp- I don't know who se- who resells it, but the cell phone data people have it because I people have tried to offer me yeah. geofencing marketing where I so can, cl- so clearly the cell phone companies the cell phone company I mean, starts clear- there and they sell sure. it. Verizon or at least the data is available to get from them. Yeah. That's so, exactly yeah. right for sale. I don't. It's think the yeah. same program they use to get uh, Bin Laden, or right? It's location services. We've been tra- we've been, we've been tracking terrorists. With the same program they use well, to track and us. It, and it could be just based on if you have your GPS on, That's right. it, you get but pinged. It's, then, a, it's a ping thing. I mean, there's lots of even public data. Even if your data. GPS isn't yeah. on, like if you turn your location services off, I've worked on cases where sure. it'll ping a tower. It'll still, they can still do it for yeah. emergency reasons. You right. can still, it's still pinging towers. <laughs> well, see, right now, I would watch that. I'd be like, well, the first thing we had to do is get rid of the cell phones. Right. Which is interesting because, right, there was one, to that point, in the middle of the movie, they, they mentioned that towards the end of the electoral process, like a couple of days before the election, uh, or maybe it was like the two weeks after because people were still voting miraculously. But it was like, then all of a sudden people started wearing blue gloves. Yeah. Like they had these people, because I guess what we should say is they had people on surveillance camera stuffing 
multiple ballots so what, into the collecting so, into so the Steve, box. you didn't you didn't finish we jumped right to what what a crooked guy would do the next election but you need to finish the process of how they busted these people so you said okay, yeah. they got cell phone data they were able to find a particular user who in one night would go to say 28 different boxes that, right and, and with deposit in, boxes where you the, deposit in the route ballots. they took also along the way were various addresses for 501c organizations to that, pick up that's right and, and presumably to pick up ballots right and they had to use their phone take a picture to prove because they're getting paid for this they're getting up paid. to 10 bucks per ballot they had an undercover guy talking about getting paid yeah so so oh. so guy on a bicycle or jump out of his car he would take a picture of himself stuffing the ballots into a box show his bicycle show the whole scene so that he could demonstrate to the to the payor that he had done his job as a mule yeah so and, and you know there were some gaps in the proof of what it exactly established and there were some questions about whether it might have changed moved the needle on the election at all but it was it was clearly enough to say there was shady stuff going on. All right. So let me ask you this, not seeing the movie, but and also knowing the situation around, I'm, I'm going to specifically look at the uh, nursing homes. Well, yes. we weren't allowed to go in and see our relatives. How did the harvesters, workers, go, workers, workers. get in the there? Workers. The, the, so the workers. Home workers. So well, the workers were paid to do that? They were collecting ballots for people, apparently. Well, that, really? That's the implication. Hey, guys, I don't really? know if it's proven. I'm, I'm, that's okay. And I'm just kind of curious because- or maybe like, the family members grabbed the ballots. Who okay. Knows? Or maybe they sent I'm just curious how that worked because that was the biggest shutdown of any was the nursing homes having access to anybody in there. I mean, hell, you had to stand outside, look through a window that's to see your right. relative. I was just yeah. curious how they got those from inside because that had to be a- concerted effort to get that done there was testimony from one nursing home uh resident uh who was who who was lucid and this lady said they forced them to vote to vote okay she said i did not want to vote because i didn't know the candidate right she had a reason why she didn't want to vote see that's this is the problem and she was forced to vote it bounced around a little bit though because that's different than actually taking the ballot and, um, well, it just shows you there's multiple ways to there's, do this. There's, there's right. So right. so nurses in some parts are unionized. They have a point of view. They're part of AFL-CIO. There's also AFSCME nurses. You know, there's nurses who work at uh, the Veterans Administration hospitals. Yeah. They're part of, you know, a, a federal union of some sort and therefore affiliated with the Democrat Party. There are built-in reasons for why you would want to do this. Well, at the end of the day, it, it, the conclusion I had from it, well, let me actually, before I go there, Jared, I'm going to get back to what Jared's point was. It's like they. Well, that's afterwards. They've, right? they've in the process of this within, within 15 minutes of the movie starting, I looked over at Jared and I was like, well, now we know how they're going to do it next time. They're going to get burner phones or leave their phones in the, yeah. in the lockbox and go do the same thing. Cause what the cell phone data was, they buy the data and they can track certain or specific phones mm-hmm. going around the city. And apparently they were able to filter it out through some sort of mathematical algorithm. They filtered out all the people who took the same route prior to, you know, within like six months before the election. So they're only, they were only collecting new information. So if I, like for instance, say there's a ballot stuffing box right outside 511 South High, I would not be one of the phones that True the Vote looked at. 
Because you worked here. Because you were always here. My, my regular, regular rhythm would take me mm-hmm. right to 5.11 every day. So apparently they filtered all that out. And, you know, what was like the most telling thing for me was the most telling thing for me was really this. When they started wearing blue gloves, the day after there was an arrest or a charge filed in Arizona. Based on fingerprints. Based on somebody uh, stuffing ballot boxes or harvesting votes. They took fingerprints. And, so uh, then, and caught some people. So, so blue, the, what, the blue glove was what? I'm sorry. To, to cut uh, surgi- surgical, blo- you know. Uh, oh, surgical gloves. Gloves, right. Okay, gotcha. Nitrile gloves so that, you know, you, you, you don't leave fingerprints. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't and know then, it had something to do with tracking. The, and then the person. So what they did for each of these ballot stuffing situations, they were in states that in counties that also had official cameras on those boxes. Right. So through FOIA requests, they got the video and correlated it to the mule drop. Mm -hmm. And so what you would see is a person going up to a box with nitrile gloves on, as Steve just mentioned, stuffing the box, then immediately peeling the gloves off and throwing it in the trash can. That's because it's simple. COVID was out. They're casting casting ballots for other people who had handled the cards. Right. So they had to protect themselves from handling what they handled to place it. And then they removed the gloves because they had the gloves on to protect themselves from this massive COVID diseases out there. Absolutely. I I think he's got it. As I watch this thing, I'm telling you what, I can defend (laughs) against it all day long. Except you can't explain why it they only put on the gloves the day after the bust in Arizona. Because <clears throat> yeah. they didn't do it the well, day it had, before. It had to be well, a huge outbreak that day. Because the disease wasn't as strong as it is. <laughs> the as next it was day, there. it's one day. It makes a I difference. I mean, people sure. went from not wearing masks to everybody was wearing masks. It happens overnight. It's it's very simple. Beautiful. <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, so, And then my question is, why weren't they tracking the Republicans cheating? They did. Because I'm going to have to tell you, one guy won. I'm talking bad teams. Bad team over here. They won this round because they did. You got to remember, Donald Trump got more votes than he ever got before. I mean, you got to think about this. Joe Biden got more votes than Obama did. So that's a lot right there. If you just figure out these two large numbers, that means both teams were cheating. They weren't. Jared. Both teams were not cheating. Is that that your claim? The cheating was ninety five percent on the Democrat side, five percent to what you have found. If I get you new information and new new bulls out there, and you start seeing this information, your hands will go to different levels. What you're asking, what you want to know is, did they do something similar? Did they do similar research in Republican strong areas? Sure, sure, guys. That's how I want to know because I want to see guys their mules. Guys. I mean, come on! You can tell me both teams don't have them. Yeah. Get out of here! Because they're both. They're, I, they're I knew. Both smart I knew. I knew that Donald Trump was not getting reelected. He upset and held back too many powerful and money holding people. So it was never going to happen. I remember talking about. It, I was like, oh, yeah, Biden's going to win. I had called it. I knew it. And to find this stuff out, I'm like, yeah, it happens. And there's another fact too. Though, Norm, the first year no, 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 no. You guys yeah. are full of shit. Let me tell you why you're full of shit. You're <laughs> full of shit. They did not start out with a list of Democrat mules. 
Okay, you're you're forgetting how this data was amalgamated. This data was amalgamated on where the drop boxes were located. That's correct. And it was but looking, they targeted. They targeted uh, Democrat strongholds. No, the Fulton County would not cooperate. If you saw the movie, which you did, downtown Fulton County, Atlanta, told them to go pound salt. Where they so in Atlanta, the regions that they looked at for all of these and saw an astronomical number of mules were in the surrounding suburban. What I don't know, Norm, maybe it was in the movie and I missed it, but I didn't hear them saying Fulton told them to they pound looked salt. At, they looked at cities across the country that were both Republican cities and Democrat cities. I didn't hear that, and maybe they did. Absolutely. The so they looked at the they didn't look at the hole in the donut in in uh, Atlanta, which is ninety percent Democratic. You know Fulton County. They looked in the surrounding counties. Okay. Did they look yes. anywhere where Trump and won? That's, that's where that's where you should send. If I was going to send out stuff ballots, I would send a Democrat person to a high Republican area. Well, well, that's what they. It's the states. That's what they right? did. Yeah. So the, the states yeah. are what you want. I mean, so it doesn't matter how many. Like, yeah, it doesn't I, I, matter. We want to get the st- unless you're trying to influence the the representatives, but and you'll, you're you're also forgetting that one of their first busts by True the Vote was a Republican in North Carolina, I believe. Well, look, it was right at the beginning all I'm of the asking movie. Is I wonder if they looked across the country at all the data, even where Trump won. I'm sure they did. I don't know. I'm sure they did. It, it, because they, it, because I didn't see it in the movie. Well, because the outcome was not found in those districts. The outcome of where the mules were going, as Jared just correctly said, was areas where they could affect the vote. They were going to place it. They were going to the hotbed disputed areas. States. The Pennsylvania, states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona. The ones that were in question. The ones, the ones in question. That, that's but right. did they also look, like it's easy to look only at those states, but did they also look at the states that went for Trump? Did they look at Iowa? Did they look at Ohio? But those were not in question, though, which makes it a harder documentary to do, correct? Well, what I would and more, want to know more is, of a lift. I mean, Jared's got a good question. To what no. extent were the Republicans doing this also? Right. And I agree with Neither that. I'd love to know. which makes the other side right. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. But I wonder to the extent to which this was happening. So I've been involved in Republican politics my whole life. Okay. I know of no such. All right. But if I ask I any Democrat, of, if I ask any Democrat who's been involved in Democrat well, politics their whole life, are they going to admit that, oh, no, you know. This is a machine operation that was assisted and it, it was energized, super energized by the new COVID of course, ballot. it's been going on for years. Vote it hasn't has been going been, on for years. It hasn't been going on for years to this extent. This, this just gave it was like a fertile. It was oh, like a fertile waters here. They, 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 let's go. It's like now we got twice the ballots we can right. grab. But yeah, yeah it was. I mean, we were we were just talking about people setting records during COVID, racing their cars from California to New York. They've been doing this for years. Yeah, during COVID, they set records. Oh, did they? Because really? nobody was out there. They, I had a buddy who was a spotter. He'd go out. And yeah. Like, but anyway, here's the deal. We had, there, there's so like it's this the time. M- it's the time to run. The right 20, now the 20, the right. 2020 Everything election lined up perfectly. Yeah, that's right. For yes. The greatest amount of fraud with the that's most sure. amount of effectiveness. Exactly. Sure. And the Republicans don't have those kinds of machines. There was less people looking, less people, you know what I mean? 
No, There's, you're right. And, caring. And more people looking the other way and yes. not caring. Yes. So I read this book. Molly Hemingway wrote it. It was called Rigged. And it was about the election. And and she doesn't, it, it rigged, I, I, I almost wish she wouldn't have called it rigged because it's it sounds like it's going to be like the machine and, you know, reprogram yeah. and all that. And, and look, I'm not going to make any comment on that, but we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. The, the book sort of outlines what you're talking about, Norm, how all the voting rules changed leading into this election. Incredibly. And many of them in the hotbed states changed in violation of the local state constitutional provisions. That's exa- like Pennsylvania is a Pennsylvania, classic example. Wisconsin, a lot of them did. And then she goes into how the media was complicit in this. And she talks about how the 501Cs, 501C3s like um, Zuckerberg's yeah. Uh, dump pumped a crap yeah. ton of money, four hundred million dollars. Yeah, and it all went to Democratic areas. So it was it was rigged, but not in the sense that you can say, well, look, they were uh, they were um, reprogramming machines. But there was a lot of stuff that lined up. And then Dinesh's movie is sort of like the uh, cherry on the on the on the cherry on the cake or whatever mm-hmm. it would be. Yeah, it's like it 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 it, it just was a natural outcome right. of all of this stuff. So we didn't need, you know, they, they used COVID to say that we need, everybody has to have a mail-in ballot. It, it's it's lunacy. And, you know, you could say that everybody has to have a mail-in ballot, but why why am I not capable of asking for one if I wanted one? So Charlie uh, yeah. Charlie Kirk in that movie made the the, the, the telling point. So you, you may have heard of this guy, Mike Lindell, the pillow guy, yeah. right? So he paid for an audit or he was largely responsible for financing and supporting the audit in Arizona. What did they find in Arizona? So Arizona held hearings. They, they had a court case. They, they went into an audit of the vote in Arizona because people just felt like something's crooked here, right? So what did they find in Arizona? Well, all they did was recount what they thought were legitimate ballots. Once you separate the outer envelope... Yeah. From the ballot that's in, it's gone. You, there is no way then to compare the signature on the envelope to the signature that's on the voter roll to make sure that Harriet Wilson on the envelope is the same signature that's on the voter's roll. So that when that absentee ballot comes in, you can correlate it and go, wait a minute, this is uh, this is in block uh, print. This isn't her cursive signature. Well, look, Norm, it gets even worse. It, it was disassociated. So They're, when you, you can't do a forensic audit anymore once those are disassociated. Deal. Through Democrat litigation, and this was not in this, in this election, but two before this, I think. Yeah. Um, it resulted in a consent decree, I think, in, in Georgia and maybe even also Florida, that only two signatures have to match. And, you know, you could say, well, that's okay. But here's how this works. If I have my signature on the voting rolls, okay, then I request a mail-in ballot. They got that signature. And then I vote, and they got that signature. Only two have to match, not all three. So think about the think about the think about the ridiculousness of that. Yeah. Well, so th- th- I could th- get th- the mail-in ballot, sign it. And then send it in, and the two match, but it's not it's not the person. Well, think about the ridiculousness of the of the scenario, how it how it works. So, all political parties, okay, across the country, are legally supposed to be able to closely monitor in order that the public feels like it was a fair election, 
they allow the Democrats and the Republicans to closely monitor these judgments like your signature example right there. We we know that Republican representatives, for example, in uh, Michigan, in certain areas, were prevented. In Michigan and Pennsylvania, it happened several times. They were a thousand feet away from and, where these decisions were being made. So there was crookedness in this election. Up and down and sideways. Up and down and sideways. Here's the question. And I want to get back to the rubber gloves because I love that fact. Yes. But here's the, let's let's just do that now. So the first problem is, Jared, as Jared and I recognize on Saturday, it's like, well, now they know how to do this without getting caught. Okay, but that's like showing a guy cracking a safe and then, okay, it's on video, so now you can't, or David Copperfield's trick. That's fine. I think They'll figure out another way. Well, I think the idea is we need to... So the answer is you have to short that you have to short up. Uh, we need to get that. back right. to an election yeah. day. We all vote on the same freaking day. Well, and here's yeah. and he, tighten up the, uh, the absentee here, rules. Here's the other problem with the rubber gloves that I have is that and it's put it on paper. It's always the cover up that gets people in trouble. It's like you know I can defend crime, I can defend the, the most sinister crime, but so often people get caught with a cover up, and. To me, the rubber gloves is the smoking gun. We can make up all the excuses we want yeah. about how I'm wearing it because of COVID. But yesterday, when the same guy was stuffing the same box, he didn't have rubber gloves on. Today, after we learned that fingerprints are going to detect people who are stuffing ballot boxes, these guys are wearing rubber gloves. You know, you can say whatever you want in that situation, but it's like the old uh, Josie Wales. You know, don't piss down my neck and tell me it's raining. You, that, you can't defend that. And you could you can logically say, well, it's because of COVID, or you could lie. But the lie is not very strong. And that is where I think, ultimately, it's hard to look the other way from what's going on. You could say, look, I'm just delivering these for uh, people or whatever. But when you start wearing rubber gloves because you don't want to get caught, implicitly, you're acknowledging that you're committing a crime. And, and, you know, that gets me over the next hurdle a little bit, which is you can't, based on just what's going on in the movie, you can't overturn the election because you don't know how the votes were cast. And you can, I know what you think, Norman. I know what I think, and I, I agree with you, but you can't prove it. No, no, that, that wasn't the purpose of, the, of either the movie or True the Vote. It was to make suggestions. <coughs> it was, first of all, to prove that there is a problem. Yes, right. which, okay. it, which they did prove, in my opinion, in which even people like Dennis Prager, who was highly skeptical, uh, a Salem a radio personality at the beginning of the documentary, he said, hey, you need to prove this to me. At the end of the documentary, he said, you proved it. So I'm with Dennis Prager. They prove that there are problems. Huge problems. Okay, so they prove that. Yeah. Now we go on to what is the solution. I think that's what True the Vote's all about. They're not about, this isn't about let's let's put Trump back in office, okay, because we can somehow divine how those votes would have been cast. Correct. Now, now D- Dinesh did some mathematics that if a certain amount were ca- cast for Trump, it could have changed the outcome in the four big states. That's great. And, and I agree that probably was enough to do that. But that's beside the point. How do we fix this? How do we fix it going right. forward? That's yeah. right. And yeah. I think that was the point of the movie. And he ended it with that way. Uh, it, Dinesh, his closing scene was basically, if Americans don't have confidence that the elections are fair, right? We're going to have January 6th on steroids. Over people and over will, again. Yeah. People over on both sides. If, or, if you remember, Al Gore worse. 
went to the Supreme Court. Worse, you're going to have... Gore v. Bush. It's going to encourage cheating on both sides. So it's, it becomes a nuclear hanging uh, cha- escalation. Well, well, sure. If Republicans feel disenfranchised because they weren't cheating, they have two solutions. They either work within the system to tighten up the election laws. They start cheating. Or they start cheating. And then we're... More. Cheating yeah, more. Yeah. Right. Well, and, like I mentioned to my wife cheating better. years and sure. years ago that, I mean, I always watch... Right. The changing of the guard at the White House. And I said, that is an amazing moment. And she, she looked at me and said, why would you say that? It's like, we're the only country in the world that these powers, two different political parties, just shake each other's hands and walk in and out. And give, and when, up, give it, up power. Yeah. yeah. And in January 6th, she looked at me going, now I understand what you mean. Yeah. Now I understand what you mean. That, you, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's amazing that we have up to this so far not had January 6th happen. And, it, and it's because of this. I, I think Dinesh yeah. is right on this. I, and, you know, you can say whatever you want about Trump and the January 6th crap. But, mm, yeah. you know, people didn't feel like it was fair. And intuitively, they didn't. Their guts, their guts, it didn't feel right. And you can say, well, you're just this, you're that, you're crazy. And then the more the other side shouts you down for that feeling that sure. you genuinely have, sure, the the less you trust them. And the more that you go to these bad places because of it, it's it's an but, escalatory but, process. And I also felt, though, during that time period that, again, it's just back and forth and back and forth. But Trump said so many times, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. But it was disproven. It was like the boy who cried wolf. Well, he, so all of a sudden you say it enough times, people start to believe it. It's it's ba- it's, it's so, classic Trump syndrome, right? It, over, it, over, over-exaggerate everything. Exactly. So it's guys, like, where the hell is that truth in the if middle? You re- if you remember that Tuesday night, Right around 11 o'clock across the country, they quit counting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they said, hey, you yeah. know what? Everybody go to bed. The The counties have shut down their counting process. They're going to bring back the election board's employees tomorrow morning, and they're going to finish up the election. And then everybody woke up the next day, and it had flipped. It went from Trump was leading. Like an enormous flip. An enormous, to Biden's leading overnight and people were like you weren't counting what seriously happened? what the fuck was that what is fucking going on where yeah. i go to bed trump's up by three four points whatever nationally in the popular vote and he's also got this huge amount of red states and then these four key states that he was ahead in he was ahead in pennsylvania sure. they count philadelphia the whole thing stinks and it flipped the whole thing stinks so people naturally and it happened again in this in the runoff down in georgia the yeah. same thing. They stopped counting, and then they woke up, and it had flipped. Right. And look, I'm not saying that anything bad happened during that well, time Well, I'm frame, saying bad things happened. But you don't have Dinesh, to say that. To prove, he proved it. But you don't Well, you don't know when the votes were counted that Dinesh is talking about. So, I don't, so overnight, so, I'm not. you don't have to go that far so anymore, Steve, and that's the thing. Here, here, just Steve, the appearance of it is enough to insurrect it's, people. It's, it's, but the, the appearance is the is the proof of, of Dinesh's, of the malfeasance. I disagree with this. Okay. I know where you're going. Well I, disagree. I know, well, I don't think you know where I'm going. There is no there is no clean, honest reason that somebody would go to a nonprofit pickup point. I right? agree with that for sure. Okay. Yeah. Hear me out. Would go to a nonprofit pickup point and receive, say, eight hundred ballots. Right. Yep. And then drive to twenty eight different drop boxes. Totally to, fraudulent. Yep. To, right. To distribute them right. in some Agreed, kind 100%. of small batch numbers. Correct. Okay. Dude. Uh, but you can't say that those were the ballots that were counted overnight. We don't know that. They, it, it, it's all part of the same it number. Didn't have to whether be. they counted them early, whether they counted well, them late. Look, it, they shut it down. They woke up the next day and yeah. the, the, the lead had flipped. 
But I, you know, we they could have counted the I'm fraudulent. Not, I'm not connecting. Ballots. I'm not connecting those two. Mm-hmm. I'm simply saying he proved fraud in the election. There is no other explanation why the he same did. why right. the same mule would pick up right. at a central point a thousand ballots and then drop and then drive all over Fulton County or all over some other county in Philadelphia, wherever in Arizona, and go to twenty eight boxes to distribute those in small batches so sure. it wouldn't be known now we would need honest, to know. what would an honest person do so so if you're say say you work for the columbus library which had a drop box and there were a thousand ballots in there wouldn't the mule unpaid simply take those thousand ballots and take them down to the franklin county board of elections yes he or she would that's what they would do one thousand ballots in bulk to the elections board. They wouldn't take them to 28 different boxes to hide the fact that there was a thousand all collected. No, the, clearly there was clearly there is uh impropriety going on. And my point, I think we're saying the same thing. I, I just don't think we need to go as far as you as you want to. Well, there I don't want enough. to. The data's driving me. There, there is enough. I have no I have no there's no urge in me to say there's that enough it's to justify people's concerns on that the election wasn't fair there's plenty that's right there's plenty okay so and, how do we fix it that that's and you can only fix it going forward you can only right. say and, well, and this is where it drives me nuts when when uh the the democrats are saying the republicans believe in voter suppression for requiring things like id and limiting mass mail-out ballots and limiting uh the legality of vote harvesting because that is where the fraud occurs of course right you know yeah. it's like Anybody, nobody, and, and, and here's the other thing. I, I've said this before a hundred times. I find it patently offensive that anybody on the Democrat side would say uh, minorities, blacks, Hispanics, whoever, can't get a driver's license or an identification card to go vote. It, it is it is patently offensive. Well, because it's not true. It's not true. Unless they're here, here illegally. No, you right. can't. Unless you're not that, allowed to have one. That, that's about it. Well, Honestly. You can, you, illegals can get driver's licenses right. in many states. Or right. even just a worker permit. They I mean, whatever. Get, but they yeah. can get bank accounts. They don't need they to be They can get voting. a social security number. Yeah, if I, can't buy, right. if I can't buy whiskey without ID, I shouldn't be able to vote without ID. That's maybe the best yeah. analogy. Yeah. I'm not allowed. Anybody comes to my store, we ID everybody. Right. If you look like you're 80... We're checking your ID. Checking your ID. Yeah. Right. It, and it's a good I've practice. got people that have come in my store previously, and they were like, oh, I got your ID. I ain't got it. Can't sell it to you. God, and lie. they're like, man, I've come in here a hundred times. Good for you. And it's like, dude, well, it's I, like, that's well, my well, business. Well, well, my well, business. Because they will find me or shut me down sure. for selling nicotine products sure. to people that and are under to, 21. Well, and who's to say? When I started pro- out, yeah. it was 18. Okay. When they raised it to twenty one, they they got bigger, yeah. bigger fines, well, bigger offenses. And, and what would your dad say about a pre flight checklist? Oh, I know this motor's working. I don't need to check it this oh, time. Yeah, well, and and, and, and by hand every right. time. The gasoline. My father would walk on a plane. He uses his finger because he's like, can't always trust the gauges. Yeah, go with any experience. I, you know what I mean? Did he check it with his finger? Travel with my right. father-in-law anywhere who drove a semi-truck for 30 or 40 years. It's like you can just see a different approach to life. Yeah, there are old. He yeah. walks around. He checks every strap by hand. He shakes this. He goes to the first stop sign, gets out, 
and checks them all again. That's again. Right. right. Yeah. There are old pilots like Mr. Ellis, and there are bold pilots, but there's no old bold pilot. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. But yeah. the point is, it's like, why not? And you, you people are going to say, well, because voting is a constitutional right and you can't require the blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't buy it. I just don't oh. buy it. I, buying a gun's a constitutional right too, and I have to I have to present ID. Well, let's and, and, let's go know, around go the horn. Yeah. You know, Brett, Jared, you, me. Let Let's talk about how you fix this. Okay. So I've heard Trump. He thinks that at the bot at at the end of the day, there needs to be a paper trail, not an electronic trail. There needs to be a paper trail uh, for all votes. Okay. So he wants paper. I think also mine, mine. I, I would agree that there should be an audit, auditable paper trail, number one. So I'm with Trump on that. But f- I would go further. I think we need to have an election day, and I think it. I think the excuses should not be for convenience. I don't give a shit if some businessman has a meeting in Birmingham, Alabama, the same day as the election. That doesn't interest me. I don't care about his convenience. That just opens us up for fraud. I think the two excuses for not being there to vote in person should be, I'm a deployed military, deployed overseas, right? Because, you know, how can the guy vote on base if he's in Afghanistan? Or number two, a medical, uh, a medical slip from a, a do- signed by a doctor. That's it. I would not have... And then my my uh, my other criteria besides uh, you know having a day and limiting um, uh, limiting absentee is I I think the um, I think the idea so that gets rid of harvesting, but I think there also needs to be some kind of minimum competency test. I think I think you've got to know what your own name is. You know, you, 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 I don't think you take somebody up there who's barely clinging to life, who doesn't even know who they are, and let them vote. What would have happened to me if I if you I should not been, have been if allowed? I, if I'd been in the accident, if, if you're unconscious, during, how can you vote? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I incapacitated. Was, I was incapacitated for over two and a half months. I couldn't have I didn't a even from know. You. But shorty no. would. But shorty would have voted for you. How? If she wanted to, to with a paper, can she I give a power of attorney to somebody to vote? Well, anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, Brett's up. I, I'm going to go back to an episode you guys did a few weeks ago about that 30 day window, and you and Norm, you mentioned something about getting rid of the. It was unfair to the people that voted early because things can change in that 30 days. Tough shit. I think if you voted at, at day number 30 and things changed, and you're the guy you voted for was taken off. Too bad. You shouldn't have voted 30 days out. That's oh, your I'm option. You. No, Nobody's put a gun to your head to go out 30 days. But I don't agree with the 30 days. I think election day should be a holiday. It's a holiday. I agree. You have no freaking excuse to I, not go I vote like if it's a holiday. It a holiday. Do it a holiday. Federal we, we, holiday fu- we, really easy. We freaking holidayize everything. Yeah. Why not? It open, It closes up every bit, bit of this. I've been, Make it a holiday. I've been voting for 30 years now. And... I've always gone and voted. Yes. I've always given my ID. They check this to you live here. Yep. And, and then I go and I've waited in big lines yep. before. But I have voted. I remember not, I couldn't wait till I turned 18. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I have voted every 
Yes. Yeah. It's our son turned 18 last year. And, and my wife said something like, it was during COVID. She said, let's do the paper. Let's do the paper. I said, <clears throat> I want Hayden to vote in person. I think there's something special yeah, about that first time. Yeah. I want him to see it. I want him to know the pain of it or the ease of it either right. way. And in yeah. our location is pretty easy. There's never usually a long, yeah. it's 10 minute wait. If that, that sort of thing. So I, I get Just that specialness. Yeah. I, I get that specialness. Yeah. I want him to see it early Go vote the day of. If you have to have an excuse, you better be a good one. You know, yeah. sick or whatever the case, you know, out of the country or whatever. But yeah, I, I think the paper trail idea is a good idea too. If we're going to do paper, there's got to be a better paper trail. But I, I think making Election Day a holiday cleans us up. Jared? It cleans it up. What's your take, Jared? Uh, I'm, I'm with them. How do you- I'm, I'm, with the, I'm with making a holiday. I'm, I'm, it's easy. I've always gone and voted. And you go and you vote. All right. So we've got, uh, we've, we've said, Norm, you said something about absentees. I'm not going to agree with you on that completely. Okay. Because absentee, I don't have any problem with absentee ballots because as they, as they used to be, mm-hmm. you used to have to ask for one mm-hmm. and then they would give you one. Right. And to ask for one, you would have to sign. And then to vote, you would have to sign. Right. And it'd be on the voting rules, you'd have to sign. There's a pain point to that. Exactly. They have changed the rules on what signatures have to match and don't. We need to go back to a system where all three signatures have to match and they save them all. So if somebody wants to go back and verify, they can. See, voting, all this stuff is, enforcement of, of validity is always about sunshine. You've got to have complete transparency. The reason, Steve, that your signature is not on the ballot is because we also have the principle of a secret ballot. Oh no, I got so, you. So, so, so you that, have to have it on the envelope and yeah. then they have to save it. It's, it's, but yeah, but they don't have to save it. Yeah. See, that's the well, thing. That's, I see you gotta, so yeah. if we're going to change rules, that rule needs to change. Right. And, and then, you know, as far as... But who who then is... So my son is off in college. Yeah. And he's got to vote absentee. No, he doesn't. He can vote right at his college. That's what my sons did. They left Columbus. They went to college in Cincinnati. They registered there. They voted there. Yeah, that's, that's a tougher one. Though. That's not true. So if you're, if say you're doing, um, it's not tough. Say I'm in, uh, I'm overseas mm-hmm. for my my uh, thesis or my uh, senior year. I was for a okay, while, yeah, and that is different. So that's absentee. That's I'm off a, in college. Yeah. Or say I don't want to be a registered citizen of California because if I went to college in California, I would never register citizen. I would never ever want to put my name on any citizenship of California to vote okay. there. And you know, okay. I, and my vote in California, in theory, is dilutes my look. I can't do anything. My vote's worthless in California because I know how everybody else is voting. I want I want to vote here where I live. So I don't have any problem in theory with absentee absentee ballots. I have a problem with mass mail out ballots unrequested. That if you just got rid of that, they, we, we they would take care them. of the plot of it. You're we right. receive mail in ballots yeah, at yeah. our house. Lunacy. Yeah. I you, do. you guys yeah. do know that there are people advocating to allow people to vote via their laptop or their desktop, you know, where they log in. They present, you know, some kind of minimal identification, and then they vote from the comfort of I their home. I can't comment on whether that would work or not because I don't understand how how you could do it securely. But it yeah. may be Norm that that is more secure. It well, might be because you know, of it, the it sign may be in. You could take a fingerprint. Maybe you could take a sign in. You could have a digital ID. I mean, you in, could the have age, a passport. in the age of Facebook and Twitter, there are people that want to expend so little effort. See, to me, voting is almost it's a it's a secular sacrament. 
yeah. of of yeah. citizenship. You're yeah. doing your part. You're right. doing your part. It's yeah. your get duty. your ass out and go do get it. Get your yeah. ass out. It should require. I remember yeah, one year some effort. I mean, uh, I'd had a great night, which turned into a bad morning. And I remember <laughs> the day. That I, was I think li- we've I was, all had that. Yeah. I was living in <laughs> Albany. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was rough. And it was voting day. I remember sitting around going, man, me, I just don't go vote. Yeah. I went and voted. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, the, but I remember that vote. Because I remember well, and, yeah. standing in line and being like, oh, my God, are they even going to let me vote? Jared, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> there's an alcohol yeah. check, yeah. I'm screwed. It's like, it's, like, it's like playing music on vinyl records. There's something that feels more yeah. real about it. Well, and, and, I, and a piece of that, too, is the, the number of opportunities of where inner city can vote. I think we got an issue there too that not enough polling stations are open. I don't know that to be true. I don't know either. But you saw these tremendous amount of long lines. So what? What is the deal? Yeah, I had a long it seemed line. Like it's well, but you heard reports of like hours and hours. I, yeah, I mean, well, I don't know though. Well, I mean, uh, I wonder what precipitated that. I, I, I think Brett. I were think polling Brett, stations well, shut I, down. I think Brett's on to something. We all know the central cities across America are governed largely by progressive mayors and county commissioners. And they're run. Every other department is a disaster. There's yeah, yeah. their police, their fire. So you'd have to ask their why garbage. there are lines. That's what you're getting. Well, well, because exactly. Their that, boards, yeah. their boards of elections are incompetently well, run. Is it something other? Is it something worse than incompetence? No, it's incompetence. Uh, is because it something worse because than they know who those I would people, hope not. They know who those people are going to vote for. They want them to vote, but Maybe. they're incompetent. No, they want to justify mail out ballots. Well, well, it certainly did it. It did its job. It, right? That's what happened. That's the, that was the result. Well, so lot, don't, I don't attribute. It's a lot less work. That's for sure. So look, yeah. You know. Why I don't, and I'm not sure there were long lines. I would need to know a lot more know. about the long lines because look, I saw this and we saw those pictures in Italy of people dying of COVID and this chaos in a hospital. It turns out it's all bullshit. And you know, you you want to? I, I don't trust any of it. So I want to know more. Yeah. I, I really would like want to know said, mul- multiple I've sources. Waited, I've yeah. waited in long know. lines in rural Johnstown. I've waited. Yeah. You know, during. During but, but, consequential but what elections. Was, but, but what was noted of what, six, seven, eight hours in line? People Whether that was true or not, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. And I how don't know. look, does that justify a complete mass mail in balloting or does no. it justify an overhaul of how no. they're conducting their local elections? Yes. Right. And I that's yes. where I was going well, with the, that. Yes. The that inner cities, yes. the schools suck, the fire, you know, the, the emergency oh, yeah. services look, suck. The government sucks suck. at everything. They're not going to be exactly. better at this than exactly. they are at other stuff. 100%. So. No. no. If, hey, it, guys, I got a question just real fast because this is big in Ohio. When is the constitutional carry kicking in? Is that not May the twentieth? Uh, it's coming up. Isn't isn't it two days from now? I'm I guess, just. I guess I thought it was already in. <laughs> well, no, because they were talking an, about a long time. It ago, had an now. effective date. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll look it up here in a second. Yeah. but it's coming. One more comment on this. I oh, love I'm sorry. the idea sorry. of I, I, Brett. I don't agree with you. I got two more comments. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily agree with you about the thirty days thing. And here's why: it's because it's not just that your vote. It's not this, that you want to change your vote because you voted for the wrong person. And nana, 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 you chose to do that. It is more like um, the other side can contaminate. Let me think. Let's think of the. Let me think of the scenario. If I voted early for Biden, mm-hmm. and then a week before the election, I find out that Biden has taken a million dollars from China through Hunter Biden, mm-hmm. I can't change my vote. Right. Right. And you know that's the problem it's not it's not like it's on me then it is that 
Yeah. I, because I was able to vote earlier, I, right. I, I didn't have all the vital information necessary to make a correct decision. Right. Well, and and I, don't, I don't agree with we should keep the 30-day window. I don't think that should be in play. Well, it's, really, it's, more it, it's than, stupid. It's more than 30 days in a lot or of 45 states. or whatever it is. Well, yeah, it was exactly. like two weeks after. That's right. Yeah. And it's, that was and, even crazier. You know, it's be, crazy. Because, because, it, because that 30-day window allows this stuff to just build up, build up. But, but, but all of a sudden, Steve, bad Steve, news comes out a week before Steve the election. out, they're still counting votes after. So you already know who your state went for. And if you want you can game the system after the election's over you can add more votes i mean it's preposterous on its face yeah yeah a whole lot look this is common sense and the more people shout down common sense the more uh, suspect i am of it have an id go vote pick a day i love the idea of making a holiday go vote can i if if you need if you need a absentee ballot you have to have a delineated reason for it you have to request it and then you have to send it in. It's easy. We would eliminate ninety percent of the fraud that I way. So. While you're while you're looking up concealed carry, can I can I uh, kind of finish up a discussion we started last week on USC eighteen fifteen oh seven the SCOTUS protest? Yeah, oh, federal yeah. legislation. So I got a hold of Rob Muse. Rob Muse uh, said that that statute is both constitutional and enforceable. The Supreme Court has ruled on that uh, particular statute in a case called Frisbee versus Schultz. And curiously enough, the guy being protested was an abortionist. So you had pro-life people outside of his house. The Supreme Court said the target, uh, a home, is a unique place. You are a captive there. You cannot escape uh, the harassment. And just like other statutes, like threats against the president statutes, okay, so free speech, you know, F Joe Biden and all that stuff is one thing. But if you threaten the president of the United States, like Madonna famously did at the rally and said she wanted to blow up the White House, okay, she got a little visit from the Secret Service because of that. That's different, though. Threats are different. And and what we're talking about, just to be clear, is an as-applied constitutional challenge. So in, in, I, mean, I don't want to get too hyper-technical, but it's important. If there's a law that's written, it can be written on its face. You just read it, and it's like, oh, that's just unconstitutional. You are not allowed to ever carry a gun, Jared, because we don't like men. That's unconstitutional on its face. It would violate the Second Amendment. Right. But if if a law like the one we're talking about is, right. is says you're not allowed to protest with the intent of influencing the outcome, that is close to me to being unconstitutional. But as applied... Um, it, you could come up with some scenarios where it probably is unconstitutional. Rob said it is a rare and exceptional uh, uh, example of a limit on freedom of speech because you're targeting. Yeah. Okay. And you're in. You're in. You're outside. You're outside somebody's home. They can't escape your harassment. There's nowhere for them to go. Not everybody has the money to go to a hotel. Yeah. Not everybody has a relative to move into. Oh, you, what did you liken it to? The, your castle. Your car's your castle. Your home's your castle. Yeah, your home's there's, your there's castle. There's certain, certain protections that you but, have. But I, I, I can easily see a law that's written locally that would say, we're not going to allow protests on Maple Street here in you know, Mayberry, USA. And we're not going to allow any protests. Yeah, that's not... So DeSantis just just signed such a law in Florida, and it specifically prohibits protests outside of homes 
with the intent to disturb. It's a second degree misdemeanor in Florida. Yeah, I find that to be. Uh, I don't like that law. And the, I, and the intent to disturb. What the hell does that mean? Well, you, what they're saying is you can't go commit disorderly conduct. You can't go commit annoyance, inconvenience, or alarm to others. So, and it, it, when you start having the the more you tr- you legislate like that, I saw DeSantis did that. And I like where he's going with it, but I don't like where he's going with it. I don't like the government it's writing laws. It feels be. like knee-jerk reaction we, stuff, doesn't we it? We should be uncomfortable with that. And I know the American Freedom Law Center, Rob Muse, he's uncomfortable with that. But there is precedent. The Supreme Court has ruled on that statute. And it is meant to protect the system during the pendency of a legal decision by a jury, by a judge, by the so Supreme Court. I and I think what's happening is when it's at been their enforced home, at their home, sure. at their home, at their home, when it's not been outside enforced, the court. Mm-hmm. When it's been enforced, it has been enforced in a way narrowly mm-hmm. that it is not unconstitutional as applied there. Right. But the law is written broadly enough, I understand. perhaps and over broadly he's enough. He's not saying he's not no, I know. We're saying yeah. the same thing. Yeah, he's saying in a public place like outside on the street so, in front of the Supreme Court, that's different. It yeah. very well could you could take that law and enforce it in a very unconstitutional way. Yes, you could. And that's what I don't like about it. That's what I don't like about what DeSantis is doing. And right. he's also getting, he's borderline on some other concept called vagueness, where you write a law that's so ambiguous that you can't really understand what you're allowed to do and what you're right. not allowed to do. Right. And when you start digging into somebody's intent in well, their like, head. Like vagrancy. I mean, that's a classic, you know. Yeah. You it, know. You get, right. It's like, it's so vague that it strikes over broadly sure. and it becomes unconstitutional for that reason. But no, look, I, I mean, I can see in a, in a particular case where it is obvious that you're doing something that is prohibited by that law and it is not constitutionally protected, then it's going to be okay. But those kind of laws also leave room for the kind of corrupt enforcement that I don't like. It also leaves room for the corrupt unenforcement, which I don't like. So Merrick Garland, the FBI, Secret Service, they're doing nothing. They're doing nothing. They're doing nothing. So we're talking about the flip of your concern. We're talking about people doing zero. This is why the federal government shouldn't be involved. That should be that Mayberry should be enforcing that. So they have. This is what I was telling. Like like Main Street Mayberry should have a law that prohibits that, and I think they do wherever these these judges live. Mainly in Virginia. In Virginia, and, and and Youngkin has asked Garland to enforce. So I don't believe Virginia has such a law, or else why would he be asking? Yeah, I think I heard they did. I, there, there's some there's some local ordinance that would that, that's probably getting violated, and they should shut it down. There might not be anything as specific as this. That's and, the, and, and Garland had, as far as I'm concerned, it's a local problem, not a Garland problem. Well, there's a federal statute for God's sakes. Yeah, but it's it's. Well, I don't like that statute. Well, I mean, we have federal statutes on protecting the president against threats. Why not SCOTUS? I mean, but that's thing. not what the law says. The law doesn't say SCOTUS. It's, no, it's, it's far a, more generalized. Than it that. says judges, and that's what they are. So, <clears throat> I thought it said public officials. No, ju- it says judges and court officials. Okay, and uh-huh. juries. Uh-huh. All right, all right. Now you're right. Gar- Garland's got some. He's got some power there. Then absolutely. No, it yeah. says judges. Well, I is something I'd be look here at a minimum. At a minimum, it should not be encouraged. So think of right. 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 So think and of vague, the, and vagueness encourages it. Th- think and, of well, the, and the and the White House is encouraging it. Think yeah, of the yeah, Barrett Andrew. pundits are encouraging it. Think yeah. of the Barrett household, right? So th- there's a justice who lives her philosophy, right? She's not one of these pro-life people that then would not be willing to adopt. So the the Coney Barrett household has little black babies, little black children that her and her husband have adopted, right? So. 
dude, they have been driven out of their house by this. I mean, that is completely and totally wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it all is. right. We're about an hour in. Uh, we got to go through. You got any nuggets? We got Norm's nuggets. Well, uh, yeah, I would like the answer on the constitutional carry if you can find it. I, I June thirteenth, twenty twenty two. June. Yeah. Okay, so they've hmm. they've bumped the day, I think, but that's fine. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, and just just quickly, that was Governor Dewine signed bill Senate Bill two fifteen yes, on sir. March fourteenth after signing the act went to so, the Secretary so of State. So sixty days, June thirteenth. Yeah. 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 Um. You know, Biden gave that incredibly dumb speech that just you know. He, he intersectionality uh, trying to tie together January 6th election protesters, Charlottesville, which was about a statue. And Trump said there are both there are good people on both sides of the issue of whether or not to bring down a Confederate general statue. He didn't say there's good people on both sides of racism, yeah. but they they have they've conflated what he said. Did you catch also? I went to his, his uh, transcript of that, that that event put. Biden over the edge to run for president. That's what that's Biden what said. he yeah. says. <laughs> which is complete. I don't think Biden even knew it happened. Yeah, complete Come bullshit. On. I, I mean, yeah. I know events trigger our decisions to do something, but well, talk man, about SOB. Now I'm running for I'm, president because I'm going to do it better. So just every, talk about taking advantage of a moment. It's like, yeah, right. I'm sure that was the one moment you decided yeah, you were going to run for president. So it, Give me a break. It, it's pretty clear the Democrats are back onto their playbook. It's it's the same old. Same old thing. Agree or you're Everybody's racist. a white supremacist unless you agree with their health care, with their border policy, with their electioneering, uh, you know, uh, chimpanzification of election laws. With all of their shit, right, you're, you're a white supremacist. Just And it's interesting that Putin has picked up on this accusation that you're a Nazi. It, so, I mean, he, clearly he's reading the American press. If if the tactic, if the knee-jerk tactic in America is to call your opponent a Nazi because they don't agree with you, that's what Putin's saying about Ukraine. Yeah. He's saying that the yeah. president well, of Ukraine, who is a Jew, <laughs> is a Nazi. I don't think Biden, I, I don't like the president getting involved in any of this crap the way, in a partisan way. So there's right. a, there's a, uh, Obama did this too, and right. it drove me bananas. Right. All he has to say is such a violence needs to be dealt with and condemned we are praying for all the people who lost their lives yeah, right the local authorities are handling it and we will sit back and watch carefully that's all i needed to do with rittenhouse that's all i needed to do with this one that's all he needs to do with any of it and because otherwise what happens is he goes to this place but he doesn't go to wisconsin when that dude mowed down a bunch of white dudes because he was a black supremacist right it's like you, you or, the, or the shooting in brooklyn that just the, happened the shooting in brooklyn which was which is a black supremacist there and it, it's it's like the presence in one but not the other if not intentional, it leaves the appearance of this partisan uh, political bent to an, a horrible incident like this, which yeah. is divisive. And it, you it, know what this is, is the right word. What this yep. is going to do is it's going to energize people like the Klan. Yep. They're going to they're going to jump on this and think this is yeah. a great recruiting tool because yeah. because the president of the United States is seeding the ground for racism, making the point that we want to make. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's terrible. It's, and, and it's it such terrible. political pandering that it's 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 offensive. Do you and, know who Shelby Steele is, the author? Yeah. Great author, friend of Thomas Sowell's. He was on uh, Tucker last night, it w- w- which was beautiful. He was basically saying that he's trying basically to do a mental, a, a psychological evaluation of why people, 
Why why is there this white guilt for things that happened over 150 years ago? What what is going on in the minds of people that think that they're that they need to somehow expiate some kind of crime that it, they don't because there is no solution to guilt. I mean so, guilt is something yeah, there absolutely is. It, it happened about 2022 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. I mean there's Give or take, it's it's and they're and the Democrats are feeding and playing on that and teaching it with CRT and and further dividing our country yeah. along race lines and it's um it's destroying the country. Yeah, no. To take this to take the notion that you agree with them that we should have open borders and we should have. Uh, the government involved in every part of your life that the government, blah, 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 or you're racist. You know, it just, it's, it's so insane to me that, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a complete short changing of the argument. I'd love to have these discussions with anybody in detail, but that kind of crap you can't answer. It's like, Oh, you don't agree or you're racist. All right. With that, we're going to wrap it up another riveting roundtable episode. So uh, lots more to come next week. It seems like these topics just keep rolling in and uh, we keep covering them on the round table. You see what I did? Roll and round. Pretty neat, huh? All right, enough of that nonsense. So check out LawyerTalkPodcast.com for all the past episodes of the round table, all the past episodes of the Lawyer Talk Q&A with the Blitz or otherwise, uh, and check out the breakdown series. i got a couple of breakdowns coming up. I've been uh, kicking around, taking on some of the bigger topics out there as they emerge in the legal world. So stay tuned there. Uh, with that, we will wrap it up. This has been Lawyer Talk Roundtable off the record on the air, at least until now.